Before getting started on this episode, upcoming shows for Karnak Fiatchain slash Curbside Comedy. None on the books right now, but it doesn't mean there aren't any on the horizon. Uh, we are now in Tampa, Florida, Curbside Comedy and myself. And there we are in discussion for upcoming shows, likely right at the beginning of the new year. So go to curbsidecomedy.org to find out all those bookings. Or head to Curbside Comedy on Facebook or Instagram. Or find me at Connor underscore Kfiechin across social media for all that information. Without further ado... Hello and welcome to What's Up With Me. This is an autobiographical podcast about the comedian Connor Kfiechin. It's me really more of an an extension of an advertising arm for curbside comedy because it started out um as a premise to get people to understand that backyard shows backyard comedy is a viable option especially if you live in tampa right now book a show um (laughs) yeah that's the podcast what are we doing this episode this episode no questions once again i'll do questions in the new year it's important to say up front that this will be the last episode of this year because the next time one's supposed to come out is right around Christmas and I'm going to be spending time with family. Um, so if you do follow this, wow, I'm surprised. I don't do a lot of marketing for this show. Thank you so, so much. Please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. I really do appreciate you. Reach out to me. Love it. Um, but this episode, we're going to be going over what, what I've kind of been up to in the last couple of weeks um, and Five things I've learned this year. Five things, uh, not top five things, not five things everyone needs to know. Just five things I learned because, um, you know, there's a lot I learned this year. Uh, If you notice me, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm in the shirt and tie. We're actually coming home from, uh, I I keep on saying we, I just got home from our first curbside comedy show with Trevor Glassman. Follow him on Instagram, tglass3, I believe, um, in Tampa. And do I, did I bring it up? I'll be right back. I want to grab something. I am back. So what happened? Uh, first show in Tampa, Tampa, Florida. Um, it's where I'll be for the winter. Everyone, people outside of Florida know the stereotype. People inside of Florida less know the stereotype of Florida, that it's a kind of a crazy place. Florida man, um, no, you see, you, but people in Florida are very nice, at least in the Tampa, St. Petersburg area that I've been around. Um, but we do our first show, you know how it works. We accept donations at the show. Percentage of donation goes to charity. Uh, in seven months, we raised just under six thousand dollars for charity, which is great. I think we can do a whole lot more, a whole lot better, especially with the more bookings we get. But in Florida, very first show, very first show, this is what we get. This is a genuine two dollar bill. You cannot make this up. A $2 bill for performing in Florida. I think that says it all. I love it. I'm keeping that forever. Some people frame the first dollar they make. I'm framing the first $2 bill that I made as a stand-up comedian. Uh, So that's great. Um, Good show. There was a lot of pilots in the audience. Uh, If you follow me on social media, especially Instagram, I'll be sharing some clips, probably from the Q&A of that show that that were really entertaining, that are not likely to happen again. Um, yeah, shows are back up and running. We have some restaurants who are interested in us, hopefully getting into backyards. Um, I 
think I said this last episode, but if I didn't, uh, Curbside Comedy is connected. It's not a, an official partnership, but we are connected with Feeding Tampa Bay now. Uh, part of the strategy is, you know, connecting with the charities, getting a lo- more local approach to um, the people that we're giving to. So those in the community who support us are getting some support directly or indirectly through the charities we donate to. Um, and yeah, I went and volunteered with them recently because I, the charities that I work with, I want them to know that I'm not just using them for networks. Um, I would never, that's just not who I am overall, but like I, I do want to actively engage with them. I want to work with organizations I believe in, went and volunteered at Feeding Tampa Bay. Good time, good for the soul, good company, um, good physical activity. If you're in the area, uh, good organization to spend some time with. Their goal is, one of their goals is to end food insecurity uh, and hunger in the Tampa Bay area by 2025. Um, So we're connected with them. Uh, The show that we just did, percentage of that's going to go to Feeding Tampa Bay. Uh, Yeah, so Curbside Comedy's been going, and I'm realizing more and more that I need to get better at marketing um, for Curbside Comedy for myself, because in order to book shows, you need to have a following um, in order to sell tickets um, and really the best way to do that is to be a good marketer so I'm, I've been working on that I've been trying to engage more in social media if anyone's known me longer than uh, I've been doing stand-up you knew sophomore year of college I didn't have any social media at all uh, I was kind of against it um, I saw it as a necessary evil towards uh, getting to the ends that I want and the more I realize, the more I engross myself in stand-up and comedy, the more I realize that's important. So I've been trying to engage more, trying to make more content. It's very important for me to put things out that make me laugh, that I think will make people giggle. Um, and one of the areas that I'm working on is Twitter right now. Twitter, um, it's my worst social media platform by far, but I really enjoy writing topical stuff. I've been trying to do something called joke of the day where I find a news article with a ridiculous headline that um, I'm going to write some punchlines for and I encourage other people to do the same. hasn't really picked up. It's probably because I don't understand Twitter all that well and I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, I want to read some. Read some of the, the stuff. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm Connor underscore Kfiachin across all social media except TikTok. Um, that's Connor Kfiachin, but don't have much stuff there. But all right, here's some jokes that I wrote this week. Um, this was today's, uh, the setup was Santa skips court to deliver gifts in his convertible. It's from Reuters.com. Um, so the whole joke setup and punchline included Santa skips court, deliver Santa skips court to deliver gifts in his convertible. Santa heard one horse open sleigh and thought, nah, I need about 160 more horses. That's fine. I don't know if I do it on stage. Uh, here's the next one. This was two days ago. Massive goldfish weighing nine pounds found in South Carolina Lake. Whole joke. That's a setup. Massive goldfish weighing nine pounds found in South Carolina Lake. Why did I did it twice? Oh, that's why I'm not. I'm not good at Twitter. Oh, it's not good. Um, <laughs> the punchline for massive goldfish weighing nine pounds found in South Carolina Lake is the snack that smiles back. Got swole. That's another one. And then here's the last one. 
three days ago. A New York City Chipotle is closed indefinitely after workers say a rat infestation led to four employees being bitten. Finally, some normalcy in 2020. That's my Twitter. So far, um, Maxim Allen did write another punchline for that one. Good friend, good comedian. Um, let's go to the thread here, share his stuff. Um, where is it? It's not here. Well, he retweeted my stuff. I appreciate it, Maxim. Uh, he's very good on Twitter. It is um, Maxim of Allen on Twitter. Yeah. All right. That's good. Plug all that stuff because uh, I need to. Apparently, that's what I've heard. I'll plug it. I enjoy writing those jokes. I really do. I think it's good. It's a good writing exercise. Good way to stay creative. If you want to stay creative with me, join uh, me. Write some punchlines for the stuff I find. It's a lot of fun. And I think it's good for the community. I miss a sense of community in New York uh, in the comedy scene. So that's one of the things I'm working on. Another is Animal and Sounds. It is a content series, and I love this. It's been such a long idea coming. Animal and Sounds is exactly what it sounds like. I find stock videos of animals on the internet, and I pair them with stock, mm, not sounds that people have made on the internet. There's a place called freesounds.org, and people upload um, Creative Common, under the Creative Commons Zero license, so anyone can use it, content that they that they, they just made in their free time. You can find anything on there. I have found someone creating happy birthday to farts on there. And that is the funniest thing in the world to me because I'm a child. And also, the fact is, someone took the time to create this. I don't know if it's through their own flatulence or uh, some other instrument, but um, it's incredible. The, f- the fact someone made it took the time to upload to the internet because they believed that other people would benefit from it. I mean, how much greater does life get than that? A lot. Um, very much so. But <laughs> that's the type of stuff that makes me laugh. Um, so I started combining those things, and I will put a clip in here. I'm going to pause and play it. Yeah! <laughs> that is a swan yawning. That sound, it is beautiful. If you're only listening... Um, go to social media and check all that stuff out but i'm going to be creating more stuff of that because it makes me laugh a whole lot and that's what i love about stand-up making myself laugh and then by getting that joy you know spreading it to others so those are the things i've been working on um probably need to move through that stuff quicker in future episodes but uh this i want to go through five things i learned this year in the second half of this episode um like I said up front, these aren't the top five things. I'm sure if I think about it a lot more, I'll find other things that are supposed to slide into this list. But uh, here are five things that I've taken away that um, will hopefully help me grow in the next year. And um, with it being the end of the year, it's always a good time to reflect. So uh, the fifth takeaway from this year, going, gonna, we're going to go backwards. Um, I'm better not alone. I am better not alone. So that means I'm better with other people. And I don't know. I, I didn't want to say it that way because I don't think I, I think I'm an introverted extrovert. So I get energy from being, well, that's not even true. I think I enjoy being alone more, but I derive some energy from being with other people. Um, I think COVID forcing some isolation, living with my parents, living with roommates who I get along with my parents, uh, people I live with, Rhode Island, I found myself 
being able to recognize, oh, I want to go speak with other people now. Because my whole life before, you know, you're just bumping into people. So you're forced into conversation. I'm like, I want to be alone, get some energy back, um, have that time to recuperate. But I'm realizing now with so much isolation that I find myself being like, I just want to talk to someone about this. And not, no, that's just, I'll, I'll tie that into the number four, but like, I did the show tonight and I hung out with people outside by the fire. So I was just, just, you know, all that good stuff. I'm like, I just enjoy the company of other people. And that's true in business too. I'm like, I want to do a lot of projects on my own. I'm like, if I just invite a few more people, connect with them, like I, I'm probably going to do things a little bit better. I am probably more capable focusing on my strengths and, um, other people focusing on theirs and this, Parts are equal. The, the sum is greater than the parts. And I don't know. I think I just learned that because before I was just like, I need my space. I need my space. I need my space. And now I'm like, I need my space, but I enjoy a good time with some good company. So I am better as an individual, as a business person, not alone. Should be pretty obvious, I guess. It took me 25 years to realize that. So uh, <laughs> I should just be a sound effects person. Uh, number four. Phone addiction is a real thing. I learned that. Um, definitely has some trouble with the phone, but I've always really enjoyed technology. I've always enjoyed TV, um, like online games, stuff like that. And I mean, now too with dating, uh, dating apps, all that stuff like that's how we're connecting with people more and more. I think I had to confront that a lot more. Um, confront the fact that I'm on these devices a whole lot. And I don't love, I don't love that. And I also don't feel great. If I sometimes, you know, before going to bed, I have a hard time putting my phone away and I'll stay playing games um, or something, browsing the internet. I just feel like garbage the next day. And it took me a while to be like, I get that dopamine hit. But then the next day when I'm trying to focus or do anything, like I actually feel really bad. And rather than associating the phone uh, with that quick dopamine hit, I'm like, well, let's actually associate it with the longer effects because it, when I'm away from my phone, I just feel bad. Um, that's not the way I want to be. I When I do read more, I feel better. I'm able to sleep easier. Um, all those things that we're told, but I think that's a real thing and I think making a conscious effort because I don't think I'm a person that I'm not a glue to my phone. When I'm out in public, when I'm interacting with other people, when I'm better not alone, I don't care about my phone. So it's really those times alone. And I think that's something for me now that I've realized it and I'm trying to um, take that on. I think if I can call addiction to technology phone on his face, I can do better. So that's a thing um, I learned this year. Takeaway from this year. Something to work on for next year. Number three, moving on down the list. Um, hustle is a currency. Hustle is a currency. If you show up somewhere, Curbside Comedy has taught me, if you show up and you work hard, you're going to find your nooks and crannies. Um, you're going to be able to make it work. And I think hustle turns into money. I mean, that's kind of it. Like if you, if you grind hard enough, you, you study hard enough, you, you work on your craft long enough, you're going to find a way. Um, 
it just it's bound to happen. And I've lived now in four states this year. I thought I was going to live in one for the next four years. One year, four states. Oh, man. I mean, what I've learned, though, living in three states, I've hustled, I've grinded, and I've kind of been able to do the same thing in different places, and it's been paying off. So hustle is that currency. That falls into number two, which I absolutely love. Um, I think passion, passion is a language. If you're passionate about something, people feed off of that. I mean, my passion may not be the same as yours. It's likely not the same as yours. But if I can see that you are passionate about something and I am passionate about comedy, about stand-up, I can connect over that mutual feeling of passion. Um, I've met some incredible people. I've met I met someone recently. Um, I get to hang out with someone I really admired growing up. Um, he was a professional athlete and he, he just was like very nice, very welcoming, wanted to talk. I met him at a mic a few years ago and I, I recently had a chance to reconnect. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk with this person. I got a, an opportunity to talk with him for a while. But it's clear that he was passionate about his sport and I'm passionate about curbside comedy, about stand-up. And we were able to talk for hours like we were old friends because we were connecting over that language of passion. I have great conversations with my parents, with my siblings, because um, they can hear how passionate I am and they want to interact with that. So if you have a passion, talk about it, be proud of it, nurture it, and communicate it with other people because people feed off of that. I mean, if, even if think about the people you look up to. You probably look up to them because they are passionate about what they do and you go, I want that type of passion because passion also leads to hustle. I mean, passion combined with hustle leads to you getting places that you may not have expected. So passion is a language. I fully believe that. Um, you show up into any room, you show your passion, you're going to be able to find some good conversations. Number one should be is a cliche family. I got a great family. That's a big takeaway from this year. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast. Um, we flashback January 1st, 2020. I'm on a rooftop in New York City thinking, this is my life. I'm in adulthood. I'm finding my own way in the world. Um, unfortunately, my, my family's not around right now, so I got to figure this stuff out, laying my own roots. Not that I didn't love spending time with my family, but it just, it was one of those mindsets of like, here, I'm doing my own thing. And so it was just, it was just the way it was. Um, flash forward two months, March, I'm moving back in with my parents. Unbeknownst to myself, I thought it was a short stay, ended up staying four months. Um, but I had those conversations, like very reminiscent of high school, being like talking about my anxiety with my dad. I remember laying on my bed being like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like, I have no clue. It feels like things were coming together and that was taken away. I was just, just listening. It was a very good listener talking about his life, trying to connect. Not, not just, just, you know, very passionate, very caring conversation. I had a number of them. And I, mean, I actually think talking with my dad is when I came up with the idea of curbside comedy because I wasn't like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And he's like, well, let's actually look at what the situation is right now. Let's figure it out. And once I started addressing what is rather than what I'm worried about, I started to piece together. I'm like, well, 
really the only way to do comedy right now is in people's backyards. And then it grew from there. Um, conversations like that with my mom. My mom helped name curbside comedy. My parents are the first people allowing us to do a curbside comedy show on their porch. Without that, that thing doesn't take off. Um, I'm not going to find a stranger. The very first time it would be a lot harder. And then my mom's one of eight, I think, all but one, all but two siblings came to a show. My grandmother, my mom's mom came to a show. Like, that's incredible. And then our first show in Tampa is actually through my aunt, Patty, a foreign exchange student of hers, happens to live in Tampa now. And so this family has really helped me in my passions. And I, like, I knew it a good family, but geez, geez, they have gone above and beyond. And I should have known that they would. Uh, but I have, now I have siblings, I have a niece, I have a niece and two nephews. And, like, I've got time to spend with them got to you know talk about my ideas got to see them raising their beautiful families like i just got a great family and that makes me really happy because being the youngest i always known that i needed to like i felt a desire to prove myself and hear the words that you know you're doing the right thing from family and parents and i just have over and over again and throughout this year immediate family, nuclear family, um, extended family have all, I not shown their true colors, but like proven they are who they say they are. They're good people. And I've always known that. Um, but I got to see it a whole lot firsthand this year and that I love that. Like, I, I think I'm very fortunate because I have a family that's supporting me. Um, it supports my dreams to do what I want to do or I'm bored with the comedy thing. Um, and they're just happy for me. Like, that's what I want. And so it was great. Like, I think I took it for granted before uh, when I was back in New York. Cause I knew I had a good family there, you know, they were supportive of me moving to New York and finding all of that. But I felt like I had to do my own thing without them. But now I really feel like, if I needed to lean on my family, they're going to be there 10 out of 10 times. I, mean, I should have known it before, but now I definitely do. So those are my five takeaways from this year. Stuff I've been working on, five takeaways, trying to provide some laughs up front, some real heart in the back. Um, going down that list again. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm better not alone. Phone addiction is a thing. That's for sure. Hustle is a currency. Passion is a language and I got a great family. Yeah. That's it. That's it for this year. I thanks for everyone listening to this show. Um, it's good. This is kind of my therapy session. If you enjoy therapy, mental health stuff, check out Mental Health Comedy Podcast by Ed, Krasnick, Ed Krasnick and Jennifer Kalari. Love that show. Um, but connect with me. Look forward in the new year for me to be asking about questions. I believe I'll do it first let's try first monday of the new year for a new episode i'll make that i'll put that on the calendar um check back in for upcoming shows uh let's tell the new york city comedians if you know someone who's in new york have them get in touch with the local scene um if they know anyone there support them it's it's a great they're great people there uh follow me on social i plugged all that stuff up front if you're still listening thank you so much um 
whatever means a lot. Like I'm hoping this career goes far and the fact that people are continuing to watch this, continuing to listen when I'm just really having my, my time up here means that, you know, people care. People want to see me succeed. And that's really all I can ask for. So 2020, not a great year on the whole, but uh, if you take it, if you look at the, the silver linings, there's a whole lot of them. And I grew a lot as a person and uh, I'm hoping to continue and I'm hoping to be a lot funnier in the future find myself actually i'll end with this thought i think comedians tend to get pigeonholed decently They're like well this person is a funny person you hear stories of gaff zach alfanakis i think he was at a either a wedding or a funeral he was saying something touching and people started to laugh he's like hey, i just can't escape it and you know that's a great thing to be so known for what you're good at but i i i feel like my vibe as a comedian uh, my thoughts as a creative person as a writer is like I really want to be a sincere person I want to share what's going on in my life so that this is an extension of that um, and those people who love it uh, enjoy it thank you because this, you're going to get more of it better versions of it in the future as we grow and continue to get better but I appreciate it um, yeah happy holidays Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah currently. Um, happy New Year. And check in with yourself. Ask yourself what's up with you. Then come back in and check with, in with what's up with you. All right. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.